Hi and welcome to another episode from our ongoing series with PSB Academy, which is of course brought to you by Knowledge Partner Edith Cohen University and powered by PSB Academy. And today we've got Benoit Croissant in the studio to talk about the technology involved in sports science. Welcome Benoit, thanks for coming. Firstly, can you tell us what Catapult Sports is, what it does and what is your role at the company? So, so Catapult Sports is the uh, global leader in sports analytics. So what is sports analytics is um, the usage of data in the sports. Um, I would say mo- I'm, I'm focusing uh, more in the, uh, at the elite level. So working with most of the elite organization across uh, uh, three regions, which are the uh, South, Southeast Asia and uh, in the Middle East. So I'm the commercial director of all those three regions. So what do we do? We have different kinds of product and what we do is helping uh, sports organization to optimize uh, performance of their athletes. Um, making sure that uh, we can sp- speed up the rehabilitation process when they get injured, as well as um, I would say minimizing injuries. You know, when when they are using uh, our solution. So we have different kind of product depending of which sport you know you are willing to use our product. But we it comes from. GPS, so wearables, because Catapult is the, I would say, the inventor of, of, of GPS tracking technology. But now Catapult is not only GPS, we are talking about GPS technology, Vision, which is video analysis. Mm. It's a video analysis platform called Vision and IMS. So IMS is an athlete management system. So athlete management system is when a sports organization is willing to pull together all their data across all their department into one single platform mm-hmm. in order to really uh, not losing any data and making sure that, you know, people across the different department can have access and change, edit, or send, you know, depending on what they want to do. Oh, all right. That's nice. We, we'll get, get into that more, a bit more later. But when you were playing, was sports science even a thing? So at that time, everything was physically written on a paper or, you know, people were asking you questions, bringing you to the gym. I remember in Sheffield, you know, where you had to, uh, to take a pen and a paper and not the, the, the numbers of, uh, I would say, uh, bench, or do you call that the, mm, yes, bench, bench or, you know, that kind of thing. So, but we didn't really have a sp- dedicated sports science uh, department in a club. So never heard, you know, in the 2000, early 2000 of any uh, GPS tracking uh, device, you know, we didn't have that, you know, I, I guess that if I would have had that opportunity to look at my data, I would probably have avoided a few, uh, a few injuries, you know, mm. and uh, I would say that the new generation of players, they are very lucky to, to get, um, you know, a uh, the chance to look at their data and to see how they can optimize to see if it's you know training too much or not enough and 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 that's a real chance and i do really believe that athletes should be aware of what they are doing and mm-hmm. i think now at least they don't look enough into their data into the platform or ask their fitness coach to look at those data because mm-hmm. that helped a lot and of course when you were playing w- were there any times that you were um, you really wanted to know, you really wanted to track how you were doing on the pitch, off the pitch and during training. Yes, yes, mm. exactly. You know, I mean, uh, that's a good question. I mean, when I was in Netherlands and I, I get injured for almost eight or nine months, this was, I, you know, it, I had a very minor um, 
how do you call that? Um, small injury in the in the knee, and um, normally after six or seven weeks, you can get back to training, fully to training. And uh, every time I was coming back into the pitch, my I had a swollen knee. I couldn't train, so I had to do a second surgery. So basically, when you use that kind of technology nowadays, it helps you. You know, we call it like it's like a kind of fingerprint. So why your fingerprint is like when you use that kind of system of, of data for a certain number of weeks, six or seven weeks, you will be able to see, to create a profile for each and every athlete. Mm. So when a player gets injured, when you want him to get back from injury and you don't, because most of the uh, injuries occurring when they get back from injury, because the body is not ready, muscles are not ready. So at our time, a lot of injury occurred because coach is pushing for you to come back to the pitch mm. that you get injured again and you you get back you know to the physio for another six or seven weeks so so basically when i was in netherlands every time i was coming back i was getting injured again mm. i wasn't ready because you know for different reasons you know and and as i would say that nowadays if you know how to manage these loads of trainings with our data you will be able to really maintain your players fit, making sure that they don't get injured. If you use it, I'm not saying that you're going to predict injury because predict is not a good word. It's mm -hmm. minimizing injuries. And uh, you will be able to, uh, but to minimize, to basically minimize uh, injuries. And to come back to your question is yes, ways I would have loved to get that kind of technology at that time. You know, it's mm. it's it's a fantastic tool to really keep yourself fit through the season, especially if you play for 10 or 15 years, if you have 10 or 15 years career, uh, you know, that helped a lot. And all the biggest players in the world, even though we don't see that, they use a lot of science in order to, to make sure that they keep healthy and fit, you know, mm. and not get injured. On an individual level, for every individual athlete, what can they do on an individual level to, minim uh, to maximize their performance and minimize injuries when it so, comes to technology? Yeah, it comes to technology. So first of all, I think a professional athlete uh, must take off his body very well. So science uh, science is a, wide, is a very wide word. You know, we can speak about a lot of things. There is nutrition, there is uh, uh, fitness, uh, sleeping. You know, there are a lot of things that you can look at, you know, but a professional football player must be aware of his, what he can do with his body. He must take care of, of his body and he, he must really maintain a good relationship with the sports science team. Not all the clubs has a sports science team, unfortunately, especially here in Singapore. But when you've got this and a good communication with the fitness coach and being able to use that technology, which we try to to advise and push to the clubs now where a player can even take his GPS tracking device when he's in the holidays or when he has a free uh, days off, he can take it and he have a kind of single cradle where he can run or do does can do his training, then he can upload it into the software and the end user, which is like the sports uh, scientist or the fitness coach can take a look at the data. So it mm -hmm. enabled, you know, all all the different stakeholders, all the different uh, people managing this, the athletes to really have a better understanding of what the players are doing, even when they are not at, you know, training on the pitch. Mm -hmm. So that's for performance, well, to maximize performance. What about minimizing injury on an individual level? How, how does technology help? So... The technology will, uh, when you, when we're speaking about minimizing injuries is, uh, there are, there is a lesion, you know, uh, saying that if you train, uh, 
if you train too much, you, you will get injured. Mm. So you, we call it the sweet spot, you know? Mm. So a sweet spot is finding the right spot, uh, uh, looking at everything, all the initial loads and external loads, you know, and being able to look at these average numbers to make sure that the players is never overloading or not, you know, not training enough. So it's ev always trying to find that right spot. And this is something that you can look between the acute to chronic ratio, which is um, looking at what the players is doing during the last week, mm. because most of the time football players, we are talking about football playing on a weekly basis every Sunday. So you look at what they are doing during the the last week and you look also what they have been doing during the last six weeks which is mm. the fatigue so when you manage to compare these two uh the ratio between these two um, level of fitness and fatigue this is where you can really minimize injury so what we have done is basically is um developing algorithm that instead of you know having uh, someone to extract the numbers, put, putting them into an Excel sheet and analyzing, making the, mm. the research is like we have our own algorithm that will help, you know, the, the, the sports scientists or fitness coach to understand if the player is tired, if the players needs to rest. So basically if the players during a training session or during two or three training session or a game is really above the sweet spot, the player is at risk to get injured. And mm. this is where the coach might say, okay, guys, today rest, massage, you run for uh, 20 minutes and, uh, you know, I don't know, anything, any therapy needed and that you will avoid that kind of injury. So it's really spotting the moment where your player is at risk to get injured. When you're talking about the sweet spot and then there are players that are injury prone, is that really their luck? Like, like, can you can you put it down to luck or can you put it down to overtraining or is it just just that overtraining? Um, I think is it's it's it can be a combination of uh, probably if it's muscle related injuries. You know, at the end of the day, it's uh, the load has not been managed well. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I mean, players like in Juventus or in Manchester United playing, like, I don't know, 70 games. I remember Zidane saying that he was playing 80 games per season and playing every three or four days. I'm not sure how these guys could do because they didn't have the science at that time. Yep. But after that, we found out that some of them were taking creatine, you know, like, you know, some extra things, you know, to, to help to boost, you know, the, the body. But I'm, I'm not I'm not sure if it's the right thing to do, you know, especially if you play for so many years. But what I, the thing that that I know is if you get a muscle injury is because there are two things overloaded or because the trainer, the, 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 the player is not training enough, hard enough. And if you don't maintain that consistency, you know, through the weeks, especially for a season, if you don't do a good preseason and prepare your players for a game, which you might be able to that you you may be able to know because when you create a profile for a profile pop for each and every athlete you will be able the next season to make to really identify what your players need like training or preseason so that's why in certain clubs you have specific programs for each and every position for each and every player because they know the players what they can attain reach or 
this guy, you know, this day is off because he's done enough in terms of load. So basically all those metrics that you have into the software helps you to really identify when a player is training too much or not training enough. So you have numbers, you have a player load that will calculate all the movement that the player does in a pitch, going forward, backward, on the side, jumping, contact, everything is included into a player load. And you know, if you, if you do through the season, you will know exactly when your player is at peak, is in a peak, you know, for two or three days, you know that now the body will, uh, will crack. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to technology and um, your products at Catapult and having an, when you mentioned just now, um, having an ecosystem, when a player transfers from one um, club to another, can the, the receiving club get um, his data from the other club? Does it happen? So this can be done, you know, if you have a, there is a certain relationship between a club to another, you know, this can be done. Uh, we know for a fact that for one or two transfers in, a, in the Premier League, you know, our data have been used for transfer mm. to prove that the players never get injured. This is the ah, typical okay. kind of training that he's doing, but this is not something that we, because it's forbidden, it's confidentiality of data normally, but mm. this can be done between between clubs, yes, but oh. we, we are not aware of that because this is forbidden um, because it's data. We are talking about data, so you don't share data the way the way you want. The, the thing that I have seen and we see more often now is um, uh, sharing data between a football association and the clubs. So I'll give you an example where, for instance, um, in, in Malaysia, for example, you know, where the football association of Malaysia, they will speak to the clubs using our system. So when a player is training at the club, they will share the data or report that will help um, the fitness coach or the sports science team in the in, in the FA to, uh, to know exactly if the players, how, how the players is feeling. So basically when he comes and he does the camp with the national team, you cannot push him like other players because the player probably played two mm-hmm. days before. So you know the data, you know where is he, you know that, you know, probably he's a bit tired, you know, so you put it on the side. So this is how to protect your players as mm-hmm. well. So it's communication. So we help also football association and clubs to create that ecosystem where you share data between, you know, between each other. Uh, to really uh, to 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 make sure that players are protected, and in Saudi Arabia there is something that works very well as well. Is where, like I would say, like I don't know many clubs there is in the league, but most of the clubs are my clients in the Premier League. We have a very strong relationship with the um, with the Football Association of Saudi Arabia. So what I've done is I have connected the fitness court, the the, the sports science team of the FA with all the clubs all the fitness coaches or team managers. So even for the youth team level, so Saudi Arabia, they will go on, on the mm-hmm. Olympics. So the clubs share the data with the national team. And when the players play with the national team, the national team will send over the data to the club. So when the players go back to the club, he's ready, you know, he's fully ready. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, you know, I mean, this is, I think the future, you know, the future of football is a great partnership between clubs and FAs in order to really optimize, you know, uh, the usage of the data. Is that being done here in Singapore? Unfortunately, no. Uh, this is something I would have loved to uh, to do. So I hope in the future, this is probably something we, we will do. Uh, the national team is using Catapult. Uh, a few clubs are using Catapult as well, but is. In order to do that, you need 
all stakeholders to be on the same line, you know, and uh, on the same direction. And uh, I can see that now things are changing in Singapore. So hopefully in the next few years, we'll be able to to do that and work together. Yeah. You were saying in uh, Malaysia, that's what they're doing. How many of the clubs there in Malaysia are using Catapult? Uh, I would say uh, three... Was eighty percent of the clubs? Eighty percent. Yeah, yeah. But the biggest club use catapult. Mm. So most the player players playing for the national team are catapult. So uh, most of the super um, Malaysian super league clubs. Yeah. Are, so JDT, Pahang, Selangor. You mm. know, uh, even so what? What about clubs that don't use this technology and then their players move on? That they don't have data. They don't have data. They don't. They don't. So, so they don't have data. So it's 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 a pity because you still have clubs in Southeast Asia in certain countries where they don't believe in data. So they st- they only believe in players. So it's uh, all the I would say the funds, the f- finance is used to 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 acquire new players. So all the money goes into that, mm. and they don't realize that science is a big part of success. And I will say that we work with all the champions of the region. So, you know, like Bangkok Patum, you know, they just signed up formerly Buram United, uh, JDT for the, we support them for the past five years where they use our stack of, stack of technology from, from GPS to video analysis, because with video analysis, you can also integrate the GPS data into the, the, the video system in order, in order to give more context to your trainings and games, you know? So this is again, something else that can be used for tactic and coaching. In a Singapore uh, perspective, uh, when it comes to the landscape here in Singapore, um, the, st- the, the size of stadiums matter? Like when it comes to video analysis and where to put your cameras and everything? More, not really. Not really. Not it's really. a pretty easy one. So basically for video analysis, you know, I'll give you an idea is, uh, I mean, now we, we have many, many clients, even in Southeast Asia and the biggest club, you know, in the region, those that I've quoted before. Um, so it depends. They can use the broadcast, you know, the broadcast, uh, you know, video footage, mm. you know, or they can use their own camera. So you can basically uh, use any kind of file and and do your own analysis. Very intuitive, uh, very easy to use. You can, if you use Catapult wearable, you can integrate this automatically so you don't have to do anything. It's like a two-step uh, process and all your data go there. You know, you can, you can analyze uh, the thing that you want to see and, and communicate to your players, you know, pass on to your players. And what I would say is what we try to do now is being very innovative and always come with new, new product in order to, for, for, for the clients to spend more time analyzing and not, you know, trying to figure out how it works. So it's being more and more intuitive, you know, that's what we, you know, develop and upgrade, you know, uh, update on a, on quarterly basis. So while you can have all the data in the world for your players and everything, personnel, how important is personnel to someone to look at, I mean, sports scientists to look at the, this data and then analyze and then apply that, all those in training and recovery? What I'll try to do is when I speak to a client is to make sure that they have the best solution. So having the best solution is also uh, uh, understanding uh, the data, you know, and how to apply it. Uh, I'm not going to push, even though they have the fundings, I'm not going to push for very advanced uh, software, you know, that we have because we have different kind of software. Mm. If they, they don't have the capabilities, they don't have the human resources, the manpower to use that. Mm. If it's a club, uh, for example, 
very good club in Vietnam just signed with us, you know, recently where they could afford anything. But at the end of the day, you know, I tell them this is the solution that you should go for. Why? It's because you have all the essential metrics for you to really monitoring your players. You don't require to, to, uh, to hire an additional staff, you know, you know, in your club. Everything is easy, standard report, but mm -hmm. you have everything you want. Okay. It's accurate, FIFA certified, and you have it. And if you have any problem, you still have the support team. The strengths of Catapult is also the support team that you have behind. Every time you have an issue, the reactivity is just extraordinary. You know, mm -hmm. people come and jump and, and find the solution straight away. So basically, it depends where you are at. You know, so I mean, a very advanced uh, team uh, like, uh, like JDT, where they have a big coaching staff, they will use our best product. You know, because they have the people to use. A team with one fitness coach, I will tell them, listen, you better go with that solution, that product. Probably you can add on something else, but this is what you need to use. And we are here to help you to really understand the meaning of those data. And as sports scientists, this will help. The reality is in Singapore, not many clubs have the budget and the personnel, to the, the manpower to understand all this. But at Catapult, there are products that they can use and still understand and then apply. Exactly. Uh, a good example is uh, Balestier. The club is using uh, a very good product. So uh, we call it Playatech. So it's a company that we have acquired uh, a few years ago. So basically first, we, when we acquired this company was mainly to uh, penetrate the consumer, pro-consumer, you know, uh, market. But we, we have developed something like a kind of sub-elite product that we call Player Tech Plus, which is something which is very well adapted for clubs without manpower or, you know, with, as I said, all the, I would say 15, 20 metrics that you need. When you go with our top range of product, you can create your own metrics, your own algorithm. You have 600 different metrics, which, you know, if you don't have the staff who, you know, use you're wasting your money, you know, don't throw your money out of the window. So what about other sports in Singapore? Do they, are they using catapult technology? Uh, so in Singapore, so we, we focus in Singapore. Uh, this is a good question. You know, I mean, we have uh, actually, uh, unfortunately, I love Singapore. I love Singapore football. <laughs> I would have loved to help more, you know, but only, uh, only now, uh, only Balestier, I think, is using uh, is using uh, catapult. You know, I mean, uh, I would say that all the other countries, you know, they have embraced, you know, uh, the usage of our product because they value uh, they value the support, they value the product, the quality. You know, but I'm I'm yet to really convince more mm. more people in here, unfortunately. But I, I think very openly, you know, it's mm. uh, and but hopefully, you know, they so. In Singapore, throw all the sports only Ballester is using. Uh, so you have uh, you have the Football Association of Singapore. The national team mm. is using uh, Catapult. Yeah. Uh, you have Ballester. You have I think you have um, you have Republic Polytechnic uh, oh, okay. using our system. Uh, uh, I think uh, Sports Council also they have uh, they have uh, a few devices, you know, but they. Uh, we would like to create a full ecosystem and really help mm -hmm. the different sports with our different technology and product to make sure that we can support, you know, in a better way. So with that, how behind is Singapore food, Singapore sports in general? How behind is, are they from, like, in, in terms of technology? 
in terms of technology, so you have um, Sports Singapore using a lot of technology. They are trying a lot of different things. I think they have some very capable uh, people, uh, uh, you know, at Sports Singapore. You know, I was recently speaking to Benoit Aman, you know, like trying different technology. I think it's good. You have, you know, amazing people here in Singapore for that. Um, but I mean, the only professional uh, sports that you have and I consider as professional mm -hmm. is football, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, you are very good at Singapore, you know, like swimming, like ping pong, other sports, you know, but does GPS plays a role, a good role in that? I'm not sure, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, rugby, we have been working okay. with rugby, the okay. rugby union as well. Uh, and I think there are more room, you know, to grow and to to help, you know, other sports, you know, uh, but it's all depends, all, it's all related to to finance and how how they can afford you know the product as well. You know? One one last question before I let you go. Um, where do you see the ecosystem in Singapore? Where where do you see it moving towards in the next um, maybe five years? Five years, I don't know. The only thing I know that they they have a few plans. You know, like even for twenty thirty four, they have a few a few things um, which I'm not aware of all everything. You know, but I mean. I think there are people willing to change things in Singapore. So sports, me, I will speak more about football because football is is really my sport. I I really uh, I really see that there are certain certain people, individuals willing to to change things in terms of science, in terms of uh, coaching, trying to send uh, players overseas, coaching overseas. You know, giving them some more experience. So. I think the future for Singapore sports will will be good, will be good, you know, as I can see now. I, I can't predict, obviously, but I see good things coming out from uh, from here, yeah. What in about future. in terms of um, the technology used in sports science? It's getting better. This is, as I told you, I have a, a few discussions with, with the guys at the Sports Council, uh, Sports Singapore, and uh, they, they have good plans. They're really trying to change things, you know. we I think it's just... We just need to be a bit more patient and we'll see things come in. You know, uh, we we have some academy trying to, some new courses, you know. And me, I'd like to, I'd like to, to make some partnership, you know, with, with these courses, diplomas, certificates, universities, you know, but I think there are some, some things to build together and to develop the young guys and give them some exposure, you know, and, and I think uh, me as an individual, I could also help, you know, these young guys to probably, when the COVID-19 crisis is over, you know, to probably go to a good club, to a good organization, to get some internship, to see how mm -hmm. it works, you know, how they apply our technology, you know, in different countries. Southeast Asia is a small region, so we can do much, much better, you know. But I think I think things will go well. All right, Benoit, thank you for coming. Um, love your insight on technology and I hope that you get to work with all these clubs and, of course, I hope Singapore football, <laughs> hope all the best for Singapore football. Man. <laughs> Thank you, Kabir. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Knowledge Partner Edith Cohen University and powered by PSB Academy. ECU Sports Science Program is internationally recognized and PSB Academy is the only approved higher education institute partner. As we mentioned earlier on, the PSB Academy virtual open house will be held on 27th of March. With your N and O level certifications, you can complete your degree within four years. And if you are a polytechnic graduate, you will be able to get exemption directly to year two and complete your degree in just 16 months. Go on to openhouse.psb-academy.edu.sg slash March 2021 
now to get your module exemptions and rebates.